Welcome everyone to the weekly slab number eight. We are on our eighth episode. It feels like we just started this thing yesterday, but here we are moving forward with more topics. And this week we are recording this thing on a Monday. So just know if you're out there listening to this right now, we're recording on Monday, which is way earlier than normal because this week, as you're listening to this right now, we'll be on our way back home from Kentucky and from Columbus, Ohio, as we went to visit Jimmy's shop and Ryan's shop. So Kentucky Roadshow and Card Collector 2. Very excited for that trip right now recording. Uh, by this point, we'll already have done the trip, so we'll have more recap coming in the following live stream. Um, but super excited for this episode, too, because in today's episode, we were talking about budget card buying at the beginning, and then we are moving into our FlipQuest 2022, giving our first update of the year on what we bought in the PWCC weekly auction number one on Sunday night. And then we're going to finish it off with a what's hot, what's not in the baseball card market because Monday's YouTube live stream if you're watching us on Thursday when the weekly slab releases Monday's live stream, like three days ago, four days ago, um, that live stream covered the entire football market craze over the Sunday's games, the Bills, the Chiefs, all those different things. Um, so go check that out if you want to listen to the football car market. But for today's what, what's hot, what's not, it'll be all in the baseball car market. And Nate, you did a lot of work for us on this episode. So I'm going to let you lead the way on these topics. Um, I'm really excited to jump into the budget card buying because I know it's really important to you and I think really important to many people because so many times we see massive sales and we love reporting those massive sales. Like I say, um, it's exciting to talk about, but remember barely anyone can buy those things. So let's talk about budget card buying today. Yeah. And uh, you nailed it right on the head. I love it. In fact, I love it so much. It's almost hard for me to get out of that mindset. If you're like, Nate, go find me a nice baseball card. I'm like, yeah, nice baseball card. Ooh, hundred bucks. A little too expensive. Let's drop it down a little bit. So I love me some budget buying, and today um, I tried to find some different scenarios where we can we can look at and say, you know what? So you can't afford a two hundred dollar, you know, Marcelo Meyer Bowman Chrome Sapphire. Well, you have other options under a hundred dollars, or you can't afford a hundred dollars. Well, there's other guys you can get for fifty. You can't afford 50, you can start at 10. If you can't even afford $10, if you're a kid with five bucks, we even have options there that you can find guys. Now, the lower amount of money you get, obviously, the lot more risk you are taking up. And lower potential, too, on return, and, most likely. And lower potential. I mean, I have done better, like, ROI-wise, with, like, 70-cent cards off of... <laughs> check out my cards you know you get more if you buy a bunch of them and somebody buys a bunch of them from you you know you can do better than buying one big card but also there's a reason those cards are 70 cents you know and so we we've got a number a number of things to look at today where it's like hey there's a ton of ways and Aaron knows this I have learned this um and hopefully you guys have learned this and if you haven't learned it you're learning it now there are a ton of ways to make money without being able to buy a $2,000 Joe Burrow or a $10,000 Patrick Mahomes or a $30,000 Steph Curry. Yeah. And I want to point out, Nate, I agree with what you just said there, but Nate, my, Nate said Marcelo Meyer and a lot of people might say, well, who the heck is that guy? If they don't listen to Nate's dinging corners on Bowman draft, but the discussion we're going to have here applies to pretty much all sports. You just got to think about what players are in your sport. Um, but really the, the whole philosophy applies to all sports. Yeah. And we're going to cover mostly baseball because I'm a baseball guy and I understand baseball the best. And, so I know what guys to look for. But if you are a basketball guy and before the season you said, hey, I like Darius Garland, you know you're doing well. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a football guy and you're like, Jonathan Taylor's the lead back 
in with the Colts. He he did pretty good at the end of the year last year. A uh, great offensive line. Carson Wentz is there, so they at least have to somewhat respect the passing game, even though they had Philip Rivers last year. So not really any different. Um, two years ago. Wait, that was two years ago. Well, not this season. Already technically last year now for the Colts. Oh yeah, fair. Um, you know, so if you were like, I'm gonna buy Jonathan Taylor, not getting respect, you know, you did well. So you can put this on any sport you want, UFC, tennis, whole nine yards. Yeah. Let's jump in. I have a couple of examples. So my first card we're looking at today is a Kevin Alcantara 2021 Bowman Chrome Mega Box Mojo. Now this card was $15. In fact, there was two sales uh, via card ladder, our sales information via card ladder's sales history tool. Don't forget seven day free trial. If you hit the link in the description uh, for card ladder pro, which has that sales data that Nate's talking about all different sales from all different platforms. Very helpful when finding comps and cards. We can tell you that much. Very, very helpful. Extremely useful. So we've got the mega box. Kevin Alcantara, sometimes called Megabox, sometimes called Mojo. If you look up both words, it should pop up. October 20th, 2021, this card sold for $15. Um, doesn't say shipping, but assume a couple dollars for shipping. October 27th, same card, $15.50. As of today, the last three sales were January 18th for $5, January 22nd for $8.50, and January 23rd for $2.77. Now, the $2.77 one, maybe that's a odd shipping amount on the end you know maybe they charge five dollars and so it's still an eight dollar card um very but possible. I just what it's a very possible it's probably what happened yeah very very uh, extremely possible you know maybe it came from canada and they charge ten dollars I, I don't know um but why i wanted to highlight this is because a i like calvin alcantara he's got power he just got traded to the cubs he's one of their top prospects he's not a top 100 prospect yet but i expect he, him to get there and he was at $15, and these are so cheap, it's pretty easy for these, as long as he gets stays hot next year, as he did last year, to get back to $15 pretty easily. And so if you're looking at a card that was $15, and there's no real reason for it to have dropped outside of it being the offseason, that says to me that that can get back to $15. Um, and so if you have you know a $10 bill, and you want to make $5 within the next probably two months, you know, Look at a Kevin Alcantara mojo or, you know, a similar ilk type of thing in your sport. Um, I personally love mojos. and I like Kevin Alcantara, which is why he is here. Here's my question for you. Say I'm buying this Kevin Alcantara for $5. Let's say $3 on shipping, so 8 bucks. What do you think the odds are that this $8 card gets to $16 before $100 Kevin Alcantara gets to $200? I'll agree with Nate. I mean... When you go on the card ladder and you sort the ladder by the highest ROI cards percent growth, let's say over like the quarter or the month, a lot of times you see the dollar to five dollar raw cards because it's easy for those cards to go from X price to X price. Now, if you want to make $75 on a card quicker, it's probably better to buy the hundred dollar card, even if the ROI is lower, but then you don't have to handle um buying selling 30 different cards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a pain in the butt. You got to have the patience, or it's got to be on a website like check out my cards, um, or PWCC, or, or, somebody that handles it for you, or in person buying and selling, or in person buying and selling. Yeah, it's 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 more work. It's more work, but if you have the time, um, sometimes it's worthwhile going after the cheaper cards, getting a good price on it, um, and not overpaying. Yeah, you yeah. could overpay for a hundred dollar Kevin Alcantara auto and 
feel pretty confident in it. You overpay for a, a mega box or mojo, uh, you're just throwing away money. Yeah, because every small dollar matters. Yep. Precisely. I mean, not to say every small dollar doesn't matter when you buy a $100 card, but it matters a lot less than when you're buying a $5 card hoping you go to $10. So that's our first example. Um, buying a card that is has been higher, is lower because of the offseason, and I fully expect that to get back to $15. My next example, we've got a 2021 certified Tom Brady Dark Horses Pink, number to $199. Um, and this sold January 9th. A certified is a is a kind of a lesser product. To put it nicely, a lesser product. And this is an insert. Like a random insert. A random insert from a lesser product. Number to 199. Like it's not a high numbered card. It's number to 199. And January 9th, one sold for $25, uh, $30 with shipping. January 23rd, same card, SGC 10, sold for $85 with shipping. Um, so, you know, you had to grade it 30 bucks, but, uh, that's a $25 increase there after grading fees. Pretty good. Now you will lose some of that in fees, um, and, uh, shipping back from SGC. So you wouldn't want this to be the only card you're sending into SGC and stuff like that. A lot of times specifically with these, like, random sgc grade cards like i'd say this is pretty random um putting it for like a buy now of a hundred dollars with no offer might do you even better than trying to auction it off you there know, you someone go walks upon the card that just wants the card and it's already graded it's a 10 they'll probably hit that buy now for a hundred dollars versus trying to auction getting 85 i'm not obviously wouldn't know that auction for 85 at the time you listed it but just a recommendation i've had pretty yeah. good success with that the point for this one, not only that you can grade it for SGC for thirty dollars and make some money off of it, and you don't, and you're still under, you know, you're you've put like 50, 60 bucks into this card. If you have 50, 60 bucks, you can get something like that. But more of the point is, is that obviously you can't do this with everyone. But this is a random Tom Brady from his nineteenth season, a random insert that's numbered. You can find plenty of these cards lying around. You can probably go to shows and find plenty of these cards where people are just like, I got to move this. Now, can you do it with everyone? You know, you're probably not going to be able to move a Drew Brees like this or a Aaron Rodgers. Um, but you could move a Tom Brady. If you're in basketball, you could probably move a, you know, a LeBron, find a certified LeBron dark horse number to 199. You probably make some good money on it. Um, find a Mike Trout tops numbered from, 2021, you know, tops Chrome out of refract out of 499 or something of Mike Trout. There's possibilities there. Um, and it's not, it's you obviously can't do it for everyone, but uh, there's always ways to make money if you look hard enough. I would even argue that buying just desired rookies in general, like, yeah, you, you know, you're trying to buy a Rogers of this year card, it's not going to work, but. You know, instead of doing that, and you go and you find a maybe a Burrow Chronicles rookie that's numbered or something, that would probably yeah. work out. You know, there's potential that you know your your trash twenty dollar cards today. You wake up in five years and you have, you know, those trash Patrick Mahomes cards that nobody would have bought five years ago are now going for absurd amounts of money. Right. My next one is actually a one I did, um, and this is just a classic. Check out mycards.com flip. And I went real cheap. Everson Pereira, Bowman Pro or Bowman Prospect Paper Camo, 70 cents, and a Bowman Chrome base. Same guy, 
90 cents. I sold them for $1.61 and $2 respectively. Now that is not a ton of money. Not a ton of money at all. Um, you're talking a dollar and ten cents for the chrome that you made off of your 90 cent investment and uh 91 cents off of your 70 cent investment for camo. Now you're 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 doubling up or more than doubling up, but still not huge money. So you'd want to buy multiple. If you had ten dollars and you can get 10, 11 Everson Pereiras, you do that. If you can send, sell all 10 at the same time, you make 20 bucks, you make 10 bucks, right? You know, sell it for 20 bucks, you make 10 bucks. Um, I did that myself. I had $45. I put it all into Everson. I got a bunch of camo and base. I got some mojos and a blue mojo. I still have the blue mojo and the base mojos. And I sold all the camo paper and chrome base and got all my $45 back plus another like five bucks. And so that's an easy way for people that are on a budget. You have to find the right guy though. Like this was, this was due diligence on my part on buying him. Um, it wasn't just buying any random Joe Schmo and getting lucky with him playing well. Um, but you can make, you can make good money. And in my case, I didn't technically make money, but I got, Nine free mojos and a free blue mojo, number 150. And then my last one, and this is, you know, we've covered dollar cards. We've covered $5 cards. We've covered, you know, $60 with with grading fees. We're going a little bit higher and we're getting into like the $100 range here. And so Bobby Wood Jr., number three prospect overall in baseball. Really, really good Royals prospect. Absolute stud. His Bowman Chrome Sapphires, PSA 10, last auction was on January 16th for $1,275, which, Aaron, can you believe that? That's insane. A base Bowman Chrome Sapphire for $1,275, PSA 10. Uh, absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Now, yeah? Very, very bonkers. Oh, it seemed like you wanted to say something more. No, no, which, no. I'm just, I was just thinking, like, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of money for a base Sapphire. It's it's insane. It's insane. And that got me thinking, you know, obviously there's not a Bobby Witt Jr. in this draft class. Um, people will like like Marcelo Meyer, the Red Sox number four overall pick and probably the best player in the draft. But he's not Bobby Witt Jr., um, at least not yet and probably won't be. Bobby Witt has insane power out of shortstop. But it got me thinking about Jordan Lawler. Sixth overall pick, Diamondbacks. I have a friend who writes, who's a prospect guy, who's told me that he actually likes Lawler more than uh, Marcelo Meyer. He was a sixth overall prospect. He's going to stick at shortstop. Jordan Lawler is going to stick at shortstop, and he's got a pretty good bat. Is he going to be an all-star with the bat? Maybe not. But should he be an everyday regular shortstop? Yes. And so we're looking at a 2021 Bowman Draft Sapphire, which just came out. Uh, first sale date, according to Card Ladder, January 22nd, 2022, $65. Uh, remind you, the Bobby Witt Jr. PSA 10 is $1,275. Now, you wouldn't go spend $100 to grade this, or if you're lucky and get picked for the $50 grading, you probably wouldn't spend $50 to get this graded. For, with maybe PSA. Would, with PSA. Maybe you would. Um, but if you can get this for $65, and that's the first sale, I mean, you might be able to get it cheaper a couple weeks from now. 50 bucks. You have to assume you could get it for cheaper. Normally, cards drop like 30, 40% from the very first sale of release. There you go. So let's assume you can get it for 40 bucks um, within three weeks. Three weeks, you wait, you hold off. 
40 bucks. You should be able to still get some that can be graded because people are opening this stuff up and just selling stuff to make money back, um, chasing after those huge hits. If you can get this for $40 and you can grade it for 30 with SGC or 50 if you're lucky enough to get picked with PSA, you're under that $100 range. And um, there's huge potential. I mean, we're talking sixth overall pick. We're talking going to stick at shortstop. Good quality defensive shortstop with interesting hit tools. Um, maybe not a swing that's geared for power. But if he makes a couple tweaks, could get into some power. He is a big-bodied shortstop. You know, you play $100 today, $90 today, $70 today, whatever it might be whenever you buy it. And I wouldn't be shocked if this is a two, three, four hundred dollars card within a year, you know? Graded or raw? Yeah, provided, provided you get an SGC 10 or a PSA 10. Okay, I was going to say uh, pump the brakes a little bit, maybe in a raw card. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely not, definitely not that price raw. You I have mean, to assume that they probably printed more this year than they did last year too, which is crazy to think, given that last year Dominguez and Bobby Wade, but they probably did. One, one would imagine. I mean, yeah. at, at when they were printing these, tops probably thought they were going out of business or something and print money as <laughs> that best is they funny can. to think about, right? Nate, does that wrap up your examples? Because I want to pull up one too. Yes, this that is all my examples. Uh, right. Just I know it's baseball heavy. So forgive me, everyone that's into basketball. I didn't bring up any basketball at all, but uh, I just wanted to show a bunch of examples where, hey, you can make money. And the Jordan Lawler is more of a hypothetical situation than proven ability to make money. But I really do believe that's a good avenue if you've got $50. Got you. Got you. Well, thanks, Nate, for sharing all that. I hope that people find value in that for sure. Uh, People do say you listen to Nate and sometimes it works out. They also say sometimes you'll say, hey, it doesn't work out. But I will say I have more experience of it working out than doesn't. A lot more experience. That's, that's true. O- occasionally, occasionally I have my uh, my terrible, terrible misses. Shout out Pete Alonzo. Yes, but also who doesn't have misses? Everyone. That's does. true. Everyone, Everyone that, that works in cards will miss from time to time. Cards and even sports for that matter, I'd say. Or the stock um, market or anything that you're trying to predict the future in. Agree. Agree with that 100%. So I pulled up as Nate was talking. I'm sure you guys saw or didn't see if you're listening on podcast. Uh, we're on Carlyer Pro right now. PSA 10 of Devin Singletary, who plays for the Bills, who had some nice performances. Um, he's quick. But keep in mind, this is a player that just isn't that desirable in the card market. You know, running back, that's not a huge household name. Um, the graph, you know, if you go back to August preseason, this thing's touching $43 and Dropped very quickly at $20, even lower to $8.50. This might be one of those shipping situations, though. Generally, when you have the cards that are under $10 in car ladder, um, these are not including shipping prices. So you might assume $11.50 here or something like that. Either way, very small. Very small. So this card bottomed out at $8.50 here on November 4th is what this is what Carlyer Pro says. And this thing has jumped up to around $30, dropped down to $8.50 on our sale. Might be another weird shipping thing. And then got all the way back up to $40. Down to 20 and, you know, last sale on the 23rd, which is yesterday from the time of recording on Monday, is $32.49 the day that the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Now, by no means are we saying to buy this card right now at all. We're not saying that in any slightest form. But if you find a card like this, um, if you have Cardlayer Pro and start the free trial, like I said, the link in the description, you can actually view the growth on the pop report from April 29th until today. It'll be like this going forward for the rest of the time um, because they started tracking pop report growth on April 29th. So we had 213 PSA 10s on April 29th, 2021. 
Very soon in November, there's 263. And now as of today, there's 275. But if you look from November until today, there's only been 12 added to the pop report of this card. Now, Devin Singletary, this would be a guy that people graded because grading was so cheap and they could throw anything they wanted to bulk submissions. At this point, I'm assuming a lot of bulk submissions have came back because, as you can see, this has very much so flatlined since November, the growth in the pop report. Is it going to grow much from here? Highly unlikely. Um, the cards were $32.49. It makes absolutely zero sense to send any of these in anymore. But the point is here is that a lot of these cards were graded at really high rates before, and a lot of them have already came back or are in the midst of coming back. And as you can see, when this thing bombs out around $10, you know, if you're on a budget buyer and you're trying to do slabs, you know, Nate talked a lot to raw cards, which I agree. There's a lot of options there, and especially given that you can grade on SGC, PSA, whatever it is, we've been having really nice uh, success and experience with SGC. Obviously, one of our partners too, but don't make partnerships we don't believe in. I'll tell you that much. And this current, you know, this specific slab, you could have triple your money on. You know, I'm not saying that Devin, Devin Singletary was the right move. All I'm saying is that players who you can maybe go and look and find players you like, young guys who have a chance to grow in the future, at least in their own sport and in their performance on the court or on the field, you got to determine that for yourself. If you buy the cards when they dip a ton because the pop report grew a lot, there's a very reasonable chance to make money on these cards. Um, I know we're talking about high population cards here, and you just don't want to be the person who has these things stuck at PSA this moment who might have paid $17, $20 to grade them. I mean, you also don't want to be the ones that bought. I'm going to go back here and show the all-time on this card. You know, there's a purchase of one of these cards at $102 on October – or sorry, August Ooh. 26, 2020. So that's going back, you know, before two seasons ago now. Uh, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person that has them stuck at PSA right now. But if you're the person that buys it at $8, $10, $13, and flips it for $30, $40, that's pretty reasonable, right, Nate? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this a lot of this comes down to fandom. Like, I don't think – I mean, maybe somebody out there is like, you know, I got to get a Bills running back. I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> but uh, mainly because Josh Allen is their leading rusher. But uh, maybe somebody out there was like, I got to get this. But likely what happened was this was a Bills fan buying Devin Singletary PSA 10 because he's their running back. And it's PSA 10. They get it for like 12 bucks. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. If you are the fan of the Bills or if you're the fan of uh, the Chiefs and by Clyde. Yeah, the Chiefs or the fan of the Edmonton Oilers or, uh, you know, the Cincinnati Reds or something like that. Um, there's no there's no shame in buying cheap slabs of guys you like. And if they get their one shot. And you sell, even though it's a PC item, and that you get your one shot and you sell, you make money. Uh, on the fly here, pulling up 2013 Tops Update Yelich PSA 9. I'm going to go to the last three months here. Um, these things have bombed out around $13 also in November. Uh, the PSA 9 is now up to 24 is the most recent value on January 22nd, but as soon as January 20th, it was 17. Uh, Nate, Yelich has actually some sort of bounce back, maybe not even close to as good as he was those MVP seasons or potential MVP the second season. Um, any sort of better play, I have to assume, sends this card up at least 50%. Yeah, and, you know, obviously obviously you're looking at um, a dude who's approaching 30 and and injury, injury, back injury, knee injury and stuff, but if he can regain... 60% of what he was, 70% of what he was in 2018, 2019, you have an all-star again. Yeah. And you get a hot streak in at any moment. This 
$17 PSA 9 goes up to $30 probably really quick. And if you look at the PSA population report, same exact thing. You know, April 29th, there's 1,722 PSA 9s. You get to November, there's over 2,000. From November until today, there's like 20 that were added. Um, less supply coming back, less getting listed for sale because they have to sell to recoup their fees. Um, that's the time you want to buy. No question about it. And, you know, people do sell to recoup their fees. I yeah. am currently, I have a bunch of Kyle Lewis and Gavin Lux's going to PWCC Premier Auction. Now, Premier? they're not Premier, uh, Weekly Auction. Yeah, Premier. <laughs> um, your your $11 card's going to make in the Premier, Nate? <laughs> yep. And for me, it's like, yes, I could wait. This is the type of card that he gets hot for a week healthy number one kyle lewis needs to be healthy and then gets hot yeah you're looking at probably a 20 25 card now for me i've got some nicer cards in my psa submission so instead of selling those to recoup my money i'm going to sell the worst ones recoup my money and then and then from there hold on to the slightly nicer ones until the season starts because i don't want to be sitting on you know negative a thousand dollars because of this psa submission um hey, can so, we take a second can we take a second to look at this kyle lewis psa 10 pop so many tops rookie base psa 10 there was 2646 on april 29 2021 of course the only way i'm able to know this is by card lawyer pro uh tracking the pop growth you can't go back and see this on psa's website this is so helpful in my opinion so if you do want to try us out like i said that seven day trial is available uh the link in the description all the way but, to twelve thousand. It does. It does, man. This rises up to 8,788 on November 4th. And as of January 24th, there's 12, just about 12,000. Dude, we're talking 10,000 added, Nate. In Dude, I owned, I owned 12. From ripping right? from packs. I owned 12 from ripping from packs. I sent in 10. I got nine PSA 10s and one PSA 9. These cards have to be in magnificent just magnificent shape compared to some of the other ones. Um, and so, yeah, and maybe I'm not making a mistake, not holding on, but there is potential that, you know, me trying to just recoup some of my value. One of you can go on to the PWCC uh, weekly auction and be like, Oh, this idiot's selling these for $10. I'm going to buy him $10 all day long. And you just wait for him to get healthy season and you can sell them for 20 I won't bat an eye being like, oh, I could have sold these all for 20 because I'm just trying to get my money back and holding the better ones. And you can take what I'm trying to do, recoup value off of my submission and make money off of that. Love that point, Nate. Love that point. Um, now, remember, Kyle Lewis might not be the guy. You know, so this has nothing to do with yeah. – I just, just want to make sure people know that uh, you're not like, oh, Kyle Lewis is the guy and I'm dumping all my PSA 10s. No, 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 no. I'm not – I'm not – saying anybody should buy kyle lewis or buy my psa 10s or anything um in fact i would say i would i would almost say stay away from him because he's a 26 b been injured quite a bit three knee injuries already by the age of 26 yeah um and c i i do think he he still has a starting spot in the outfield for years to come he is very good when healthy but you have Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez. And when those guys get fully functioning, nobody is going to care about Kyle Lewis. I mean, like they're going to care because he's going to be a good player, but from an investment standpoint, nobody's going to care. Nate, if you had one of the first few sales of this card as a PSA 10, you probably would have had to spend like, I don't know, 
$40, $50 a grade at the time uh, back in 2020. 145 for the PSA 10. Now they're down to $10. They were between, I'm sure when you sent them, they were between 60 and 70. It made a lot of sense. Every every card I sent in had to be above $50 for me to send it in for a PSA 10. And now you see all 10 to $15 now. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Them, you lose some. All right. Well, Nate, thanks so much for leading that budget card talk. I think it was a good discussion. Um, no more than 20 seconds, Nate, but just one takeaway for people who just are like, hey, I need to sum up what you just talked about for the last like 25 minutes now. Okay. Um, do your due diligence on who you're buying if you're budget buying. And uh, there's no shame in it. There's no shame. Do your due diligence and there's 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 levels you can go. You can do $2 level. You can do a $10 level. You can do a $50 level. There's no shame in it. If you need your start, it's a perfect way to start. I like it. A lot of times that start leads to much bigger cards in the future too. All right. That is all we have for the budget buying. We're going to do our 2020 flip quest uh, recap from the first PWCC weekly auction. So let's flip over to that right now. So the first weekly auction through PWCC closed on Sunday night, January 23rd. We live streamed the entire live bidding session. If you want to go watch it, you can, but we're going to recap what we did in that live bidding session right now, because we did come away with a few cards. And as you can see, weekly auction number two is ending this upcoming Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, extended bidding starts 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll be live once again on Sunday night to live stream that. We really, you know, it'd be cool if you all came because we do give away some cards each stream. So it'd be fun if we had you uh, to add in add into the discussion. And it's just a very fun time. It's a, sometimes a stressful time when you're placing a bunch of bids, but it really is some good interaction, I think. And as you can see, a bunch of Charizards are getting bids right now. So this auction is live. And weekly number three, actually starts today when you're watching this weekly slab. So tonight Ooh. you can place bids for the upcoming auction too. Now I want to go through here and I want to show you, I'm going to sort here by weekly auction one and I'm going to view the cards we won because we're going to recap what we bought and why. Um, some of them are for odd reasons because we bought five cards here. And the first card is the Jalen Brown 2016 Prism Silver Rookie PSA 10. Now people who are watching the stream live knew at the very beginning when I showed what we were the high bidder on, I said that this was an accident because it totally was. When I went and placed bids, I highly recommend this. I do this every single auction. Place all your bids you want within like the first like three hours from the auction opening. So tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Central time, when the auction goes live, I recommend you go in there and place all your bids because you will get into each card at a very low value to where you can then qualify for the extended bidding. So on Sunday night, you can bid on any auction you want to that you're interested in, no matter the going price, because you might be able to find a steal then if you don't bid on it. And then it goes too high, and then you don't remember to bid on for the extended bidding. You can't bid on, and then you look at that card, and you're like, well, it just so way under what I would have paid, and you can't even win it because you're not qualified for extended bidding. Now, when I, was, when I was doing that, this card, for some reason, whatever it was, was at like 400 and some dollars within the first hour. I was in there very quick, and I placed a bid that was higher than the next one. Every single auction, I was checking like most of them. For some reason, I must have just skimmed over this one, didn't notice it. And the bid was at like $420 and I bid 400, $430. Um, ended up winning it the entire 10 days. It didn't get another bid um, above our highest bid. I think I had like one bid to push up to 430 our highest bid. And we ended up winning it. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing because Jalen Brown, Celtics, could turn it around right now. This is about the going rate for the card right now. It was $1,000 you know, a couple months ago. So it dipped a lot. And this could be considered a buy the dip if he does perform better. And the Celtics do make in the playoffs and make even a little bit of noise in one playoff series win. 
Um, on top of that, like Nate said in our live stream, he could get traded. Whenever players get traded, a lot of attention comes to our market, i.e. Cam Reddish. Uh, Jalen Brown, significantly better player than Cam Reddish. So it could still work out there. And uh, it wasn't too it, expensive. It, so. it should be mentioned. It should be mentioned that it's not like I heard anything about him getting traded. I'm just assuming if the Celtics decide that this Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown pairing isn't working, that they're not going to trade Tatum. Yes. So that's 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 where that comes from. I don't want anybody listening to this and saying, "Oh, there's." Uh, Nate said that there's a possibility that Jalen Brown gets traded. No, I didn't. I didn't hear anything. It's yeah. just logic. Nor My nor should you stock up on the cards for that reason too, because there is no rumblings at all. But like like Nate said, speculation, and it just adds into I guess making us feel better about this purchase. Although we're obviously we're still going to follow through and pay for it. I'm not I'm not mad about it. Um, just. A little caught off guard when you're not trying to win something for that much, and then you do, even though it's not overpaying, which is fine. Uh, grabbed a Carl Anthony Towns Galactic PSA 9. I mean, $70 for a second year Galactic Super Short Print just seems really cheap. And I feel like if there's any and attention to the Wolves in the playoffs this year, it'll work out. They're okay. their eighth spot team right now. Exactly. So you never know what goes on there. And then this one I'm extremely excited about, actually, which I was a little bit less excited about because we did end up winning the Jalen Brown, but it's a Jason Tatum 2017 Panini Opulence. Uh, Two-color patch auto numbered out 79, PSA 8, the true RPA from Opulence, which is a very expensive set. Got for $1,260. Now, there's none that are graded higher than this. PSA 8 is the highest grade. And the reason why I'm so excited about this card is because there was a PSA Authentic that sold by eBay, a one-color patch. It sold for like $1,150, right around there. So to pay not that much over it for a two-color patch, PSA 8 graded, the highest graded card, Seems really good to me because a lot of people really shy away from authentically graded cards uh, because it generally means that they're lower than an eight. I would say that's kind of like the rule of thumb. Like, I'm totally cool with having a patch autograph slab as an eight. That actually seems really good to me. Um, so excited about this one, to say the least. We end up giving away this Jaron Jackson Jr. PSA 10 the night of the stream. That was cool um, that someone won that. And then the last one, this was one of my favorites, is a Steven Samkos SP Authentic Future Watch uh, Rookie Auto, number of 999 SGC 910. Uh, guy for a little bit over the last raw comp and he's playing super well this year and the lightning i'm sure are going to make waves in the playoffs let's hope this year again and i just feel like that for the higher um or the more so after hockey cards um i just feel like the more steam's going to come their way and we won't, we want to or at least i want to pick up a really good one of a good player who has had some injury history in the past but he's played a lot of this season he's played really well so fingers crossed that he keeps playing because i think that that'll help too if you can switch the injury narrative um it should help so hopefully for now it's a tease another guy too plays like a full season I know it Stamkos is much older than than Tatis, but just similar feeling to me. Um, and Nate, I you know, there's no baseball here, but like I said in the stream, I really did want to find some baseball because I feel like before the lockout, you know, hopefully is resolved and the season approaches that we can have a couple more baseball cards in the stash in the flip quest 2022. Um, but we were not able to get any, and not because I didn't want to, but because just they're selling for so much. They were really selling oh. for a lot. Um, PSA 10 Dominguez autos were over like nineteen hundred dollars. I think Bowman Chrome Base. We uh, were Bobby looking at that over four thousand. We were looking at that Dylan Cease. You know, the, I wanted that Dylan Cease top score refractor auto PSA nine, and it went for like twenty two dollars over the last raw for a PSA it was nine, which is like thirty. It's over forty five. The last raw was like fifteen. Oh, so thirty dollars over the last raw comp, which is in insane. So like it was just it was it was a tough night if you were trying to buy baseball, which is good for the for the people selling and for pwcc and um all those people and if you're willing to pay that much then you're willing to pay that much so it's not like a bad thing for the buyer you know? no it, it just seemed like at the time that some of these basketball specifically the tatum 
made more sense given that he I hope he gets really hot right now. He just dropped 51 points on Sunday night. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the future, I, I'm, I'm excited to see some of Nate's picks because I was trying to get his uh, his thoughts throughout the entire stream. And it just didn't really work out that some of the cards we were talking about stayed in our, in our price range. But that's what this 2022 flip quest is about. It's extremely unpredictable. Every Sunday night, we'll be buying and selling these cards um, on the PWCC weekly auction. And this is kind of like the opposite. You know, Nate was talking a lot about the budget buying at the beginning. Not that we can't do the budget buy. I'm not saying that like $70 is, is, is like super budget, like $3. But there are cards that sell as low as $10 through here. I'm sure we're going to find cards that are, you know, around the $20 range through here that makes sense. Um, last night just really wasn't one of those nights, but we did get a $70 Towns. And uh, you can really and kind of do it night only had 3,000 cards in it, whereas yeah. next week we'll have 6,000. 7,000. 7,000. Yep, so last night or Sunday night I had 3,000 cards. The next auctions all, will all be around 7,000 cards. So many more options, too. That was the other thing. There just wasn't as many cards. Um, and all the cards were from all different sports for so the first time we've experienced that with the month or weekly auction uh, in the monthly, they would split up all the different days uh, for each sport, but I had a great time. Uh, this was what was purchased. Now we also had some stuff that sold. Um, it's going to take me a second to pull them all up and I'm not going to, for this reason, except for one of them is that for this flip quest 2022 on the uh, PWCC auction, I will, I will, I should have mentioned this right away, but I'm going to say it right now. Uh, you know, we are partners with PWCC. I say it every single video, uh, but every single thing we do throughout this is all our own opinion. It's all our thoughts. It's all what we think about. And we only make partnerships based off of what, what we believe in. And I really am been a huge fan of the buying experience and the selling experience has been really good too, given that we had a couple of cards go through this auction and I thought that they went um, pretty well, pretty well. I'm going to pull up one of them right here. But like I said, I was trying to say that the reason why I'm not pulling them all up is because these sales are not counting to our FlipQuest 2022. Um, it might give us a little bit more spending funds, but we're doing FlipQuest 2022, meaning that every single card we start buying in this first weekly auction will count towards this. And then we're going to see throughout the years we sell them uh, how we do, and you all can track it with us. So the first one that, or the, the one I want to talk about that we sold this past weekend was the Allen Iverson Stardate SGC9. There's none grade higher through SGC, and it went for 384 with the buyer's premium. I think it netted us 333 with our seller bonus. And I bought this one for around like 150 raw in Vegas. Uh, the card showed graded for $30 with SGC. That's like 180 into 333 is amazing. $150 in profit. Um, these type of cards, these type of cards, and I think are going to do really well this year for people that want to spend between $20 and $150 to grade with SGC to then maybe sell through a PWCC like this because you get these things that just aren't that. That you like you yes there are copies available of Allen Iverson Stardate. Is there eighteen thousand? No. Um, is there one in this auction? Yes, there was one in this auction, and it was ours, and it sold really well, way more than I thought. I thought it was gonna sell for like one hundred seventy five dollars. It went for three eighty four. Last PSA nine was like two eighty five. Now they were selling like five hundred like a month ago. I think maybe it's one weird low sale because the lowest available I think right now is like eight hundred best offer. So it kind of makes sense where it sold. But um, I was a big fan of that sale, Nate. What about you? Yeah, I, 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 you told me the comps. I was like, okay. And then you were like, hey, it's going up, going up, going up. And um, it just kind of opens your eyes to a lot of times I think of, you know, getting quote unquote modern, ultra modern cards. I mean, 1996 is modern. I was alive in 1996, you know. Um, so I don't want to consider myself old or anything. But uh, it kind of opens your eyes that there's possibilities all over the place. I mean, you spent... $150 isn't a small chunk of change, but it's also not a gigantic chunk of change. You know, you spent $150 on that. You had, you knew you had a good eye. 
-hmm. you knew it would grade pretty well. Like you're not going to go in there and spend $150 if you think it's going to get an SGC five. No, I thought it was actually getting a 9.5 and I was really excited about it. But even a nine, I mean, I was kind of hoping the 9.5 would sell for like 400. So can't be that bad. So there's, there's opportunities everywhere. And if you use the right platforms, like Aaron did, he went to a show, he found the card, he bought it. He graded it with SGC because you can get it graded cheap with $30. Um, and got a de- quick turnaround time, too. It came back in like a month. Yeah, quick turnaround time. Got a decent grade on it. And then sent it into PWCC. They put it in his vault. He puts it up for auction. They do all the work. They get it sold. And then they put the money into his account. And people who wanted it, and they're looking for an Allen Iverson star date on PWCC on this very night. There's only one. Um, so it's it's great. He, he did it right all the way around. Good partners. Whole nine yards worked really well. Yeah, and I want to point that out too, is that you know we do have a few partnerships being SGC and PWCC. And I literally, or we did, we made those partnerships because we physically believe in them. And as shown here, it worked out. Is it going to work out every time? No. We sold a couple of cards that we lost money on. Was it SGC's fault? Not really. The player like Lamar Jackson's cards have just plummeted since he got injured and the Ravens missed the playoffs. Did it grade a 9.5 like I was hoping for? No, it graded a 9. So, you know, you lose money on some. You do really well on others like the AI. Um, it's it's a fun game. It's a very fun game. It feels like that we can kind of get back to that. You know, obviously, like, waiting a year for a submission of PSA. Does it feel like you're playing a game? No, it feels yeah. like you're playing a waiting game at that point versus an actual game. And uh, it's not fun. Not to say that, you know, I grade high-end cards to a PSA. I've also graded high-end cards at SEC. It really just matters on what you feel is right, given the turnaround time when you want to sell. To recap the auction really quick from uh, last Sunday, you know we talked a lot about the sales values on Monday night's live stream a couple of days ago, so go watch that if you want to. But overall, it seemed like a lot of people were bidding. A lot of cards sold really well. Really excited for the upcoming auctions. And we're going to point out one card each that we're excited for for Sunday's auction upcoming on uh was that the 30th Sunday the 30th extended bidding starting at 9 p.m. Central Time. So Nate, you go first. Tell us what your favorite card is in this auction and why. Um, well, you don't have to scroll very far because if you watched the playoff game Sunday night, you watched Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes absolutely duel each other. Josh Allen deserved to at least get one shot at winning that game in overtime. He didn't get it, but Josh Allen is the guy in optic gold. Now, I don't believe in the gold craze for a twenty for an 18th year Tom Brady, but I do really like golds and optic golds, prism golds of rookies. Um, and this Josh Allen Optic Gold Auto is absolutely beautiful. I am very curious to see what it goes for because obviously they're out of the playoffs, but he played his heart out in two games. He was absolutely dominant. Their, their second to last drive, he had multiple like game-saving runs uh, to secure first downs and beautiful throws. Trucking guys. I mean, he absolutely trucked uh, one of the uh, Chiefs defenders. And so... Played his heart out. I am curious to see what happens because he played so well despite losing that this card might go for an all-time high. Well, I probably will given it hasn't sold probably very often at all. Oh, well, that's fair. But like, like, like instead of a, you would expect his cards to go down, but I think he was so good at the end of the year that there, there isn't going to be a huge downturn despite being on a losing team and entering the off season. Right. Losing team in the playoffs. That is. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, you don't have to scroll far either. I just want to point out really quick. I won't talk about this one, but the Bundesliga Erling Holland Gold out of 50. I love Golds too. It's a PSA 8, but it's a huge card. 
Um, really good rookie card. But it says Phil Foden, 2018 Optic Black Velocity at 25. BGS 9.5, True Gem. These are extremely tough to grade. The centering is normally very off in these cards. This one looks pretty good. Got a 9.5 centering. Currently at 1,875. I think some people kind of forgot about Foden, uh, given you got the Bellingham craze and the Holland craze and other players like that. But Foden's still you know, one of the best youngsters in the world, and it's a very rare card. He does not have many rookie cards, and I think that this card's going to sell extremely well. Would I like to get it? Yes. Will, will we be able to get it? I doubt it. It's probably going to go for very expensive, but I just want to say congrats to the seller who's selling that because when you do get a high-end rookie in this auction, I feel low numbered like this Foden or that Josh Allen they just sell so well they just sell so well really um people are here on PWCC weekly weekly auction to spend money that was clear last night even something like a speckled Bobby Witt off 299 PSA 10 close for four thousand dollars after buyer's premium so gotta expect some high-end uh sales gonna come out of this obviously like I said though there's cards for everyone in here there's cards as low as ten dollars in this auction right now um, we're going to definitely try to mix it in and get some $10, $20 cards in there to make sure that you know, we are covering all aspects of the market like we just talked about today with the budget buying. So we good to do that too with this FlipQuest 2022. Uh, but make sure to tune in Sunday, January 30th at 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel to watch us live bid on the PWCC Weekly Auction number two. All right, so let's move on, end our episode with a quick who's hot, who's not, and who's hot of the week is Luis Robert. We are doing a baseball uh, version this week, Luis Roberts. So we're looking at his 2020 tops, uh, short print BGS nine, five, and we're looking at a six month chart here and it has gone up 21% in the last six months, um, started at $192 and is up to $232. Now, obviously he hasn't played, but he dominated. He got injured at the start of the season. He came back from injury and hit 350 with a 389 on base, a 622 slugging, which is good for over 1,000 OPS, and had 12 home runs in that time. Um, he was absolutely dominant, but people weren't really paying attention. They weren't buying Luis Robert at the time, and I think that's finally corrected itself. Luis Robert is hot, and most of his cards are going up, including his tops gold number to 2020 i was looking at a number of them earlier this winter in november early december time period when they were um under a hundred dollars 90 dollar range 85 dollar range and now they're all over a hundred dollars all day long so Luis robert is our who's hot of the week for our who's not of the week we are looking at jared kelnick specifically his 2018 bowman chrome refractor raw um now obviously raw cards the condition of them uh, varies the price will vary but this card raw last six months started out at $80 its current price is $33 which is a drop of 58 and three quarter percent <laughs> um which we could just round up to 59% if we wanted that would have been easier and the to start but it's a drop of 59% for Jared Kelnick on his Bowman Chrome refractor raw now the reason I actually wanted to bring him up for is for the who's not is not because all of his cards are dropping like crazy, though a lot of them have dropped from highs, but he's a, probably a pretty good investment right now. Now, he was one of the worst players in baseball last year with a negative 1.8 win above replacement, which is a tough scene for Aaron and I as Wisconsin boys, and Jared Kelnick grew up in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is just west of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He also hit under 200 for the full season and was a terrible defensive outfielder in center field, and he struck out almost or just over 28% of the time. Uh, any way you push it, Jared Kelnick was not good. But there are reasons for optimism, which is why I wanted to bring him up the who's not. 
he did walk almost 10% of the time, Aaron, which is a really good indicator. And um, hopefully he can bring his strikeout rate down while keeping that walk rate up. That's a nice little floor for him. He did hit 14 home runs and 377 plate appearances, which if he's leading off, you know, he's a 25 home run guy, even in his worst year. If he got, you know, 660 plate appearances, 700 plate appearances. He also, in September and October, hit 248 average with a 331 on base and a 524 slug, which is really good. That is an 850 OPS for a dude who struggled so bad and his season numbers were atrocious. But an 850 OPS for a 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid, however old he is, for Jared Kelnick, um, that's really nice to see. He lowered his ground ball percentage and raised his flavor fly ball percentage as the months went on um, and increased his hard hit percentage as the months went on. So while it's super risky basing your investment off of one month, this one month being September, there are cause there are signs that he could have been figuring it out. And if he'd gotten more time, his season numbers would have looked better. And so for me, I'm excited that Jared Kelnick is the who's not, because I do think there are good buy low opportunities for a dude who was figuring it out. And hopefully um, he's figuring it out, makes more contact, walks the same amount, hits more fly balls, and moves from center field to a corner outfield. If Kyle Lewis is healthy, that will negate the negative defensive value and could make a very positive player that you can get cheap right now. So that's our who's not of the week, Jared Kelman. That concludes the weekly slab number eight. Thank you all so much for coming and watching today's show. We hope you had a great time and got a lot of value out of the budget corner talk in the beginning and have a fun time seeing what our thought processes with the weekly auction number one through PWCC and look out for weekly auction number two, like I said, ending this upcoming Sunday. Uh, there's a link in the description of this video as well to bid on that auction. So if you want, you can click that to get over there. And I do thank you all for coming to another episode. We, we will be back next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time and drop a new episode number nine. Uh, don't forget, we are in Kentucky and Columbus this week. So this episode was recorded on Monday the 24th. So if some of the sales data seems a couple days out of date, that is exactly why. And uh, look out on Instagram for some fun stuff we're going to share about our trip. It's going to be a great time. Very excited about that. I'm going to see Jimmy, his Kentucky Roadshow shop in Kentucky, and also their new member of the team, Tracy Hackler, and also Jimbo of the team, a uh, great guy. And then going to see Ryan and his team in Columbus at Card Collector 2. Uh, shop over there so very excited about that nate thanks for coming to another episode everyone thanks so much for watching and we'll see you all next week